Have you ever paid someone to drive your sales only to realize after about six months that you're actually driving their sales? Well, stop doing that. So we're going to talk a little bit about a better way and we're going to talk about how I ended up going from buying two kilos of cocaine in Matamoros, Mexico to being the founder and CEO of one of the most successful consulting firms in America. So I'm Bill Hughes. He's the executive producer extraordinaire, Zach Glaros, and this is Row and Grow. So first, I'd like to do a shout out to Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. Sir Henry's Haunted Trail is I-4's premier fear park. And for a little bit more about Sir Henry's Trail, Zach, tell me a little bit more about it. Yeah, so this is our seventh season doing Sir Henry's Haunted Trail out here in Plant City. It's uh, ranked one of the top attractions, haunted attractions in the state of Florida, which is awesome, uh, especially for the city of Plant City. Uh, we have three haunted trails. Uh, we're open all October long. You can buy tickets at SirHenry'sHauntedTrail.com. And just to expound a little bit upon that, uh, my family and I, we went out there this past Saturday night, and, and what an amazing time. I mean, I've been to Halloween Horror Nights, I've been to Hollow Scream, and, and both of those are put on by large corporations. And I'm telling you, Sir Henry's Haunted Trail was, was better than both of those. Uh, the, I thought that the trails were longer. I thought that the actors were, were incredible. I thought that the makeup and the, the environment was incredibly done. And, and of course, a lot of people don't realize this, but Zach has a lot to do with a lot of the, uh, the artwork there and then the trees and the, and the buildings and everything. It just reminded me a lot of the movie Salem's Lot, you know, going back old school. It's, it's just, you know, a scary environment. So, so Zach and, and all the people at Sir Henry's Haunted Trail do an amazing job. So I highly encourage you to get out there since there's only a few weekends left. So uh, shout out to them. And then also do a, a shout out to our wardrobe being provided by Untuck It. Uh, Untuck It, which are shirts designed to be worn untucked. And ironically, Untuck It is similar to what the, the companies we're going to be talking about over the next few, few months. Is it went from one location in 2015 to over 70 locations and over 700 employees right now. So, so that's a little bit about what we're doing. That's the American success story. Uh, so, so the nice thing about Untucket shirts is that they're, they, they look great, they feel great, and they're actually designed to be worn untucked so it doesn't look like it's hanging down to your knees. So I'm wearing one now. I'll be wearing one each and every episode, but I just wanted to shout out to Untucket. So over the next few episodes, we're going to touch on a variety of different things, uh, including some of the biggest network and marketing mistakes that businesses make. We're going to talk about the greatest of all time characteristics of the winners, the really good people. We're going to talk about some of the most successful people on earth and what some of their secrets are. Uh, we're going to talk to some very wealthy people, but not wealthy just in money. We're talking about people that are successful financially, but they're happy to the core. They know how to, how to prioritize what's important in their life. Uh, we're going to drill down on some of the things that work and drill down on some of the things that don't work so that you can avoid those things. And we're also going to talk about COVID and Zoom and whether or not those two things have changed the way sales are done in you know probably the whole world at this point but we're going to talk about the impact of covid and zoom and see whether or not they've changed the game so in order to do that we'll we'll need to go back to, to the very beginning if you wouldn't mind me telling you my story and how i ended up here so i'm going to go back to when i was about eight years old 
and my father was a deputy sheriff in Hillsborough County. My mother was a stay-at-home mom, so a pretty average middle-class upbringing. When I was about eight years old, I started figuring out that uh, my father had gotten diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So at eight years old, you know, it doesn't really impact you. You're just playing with Tonka trucks and getting after it. So, uh, but what we didn't know was happening was he, he was actually misdiagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. So he underwent treatment for almost 11 months for Hodgkin's lymphoma until an oncologist caught it and said, oh, by the way, you've got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So at that point, we, uh, we had to move to Houston, Texas. A lot of his family lived out in Houston, so we, we moved out there, and my sister and I went to school there while he went to uh, MD Anderson Hospital for treatment. Um, so it, it was an interesting experience. We went to school in Freer, Texas, which is a little border town in, in Texas, and uh, my sister and I were probably two of the only white kids in school, so it was an interesting experience to say the least, but it was kind of an awesome experience at the same time. Uh, we, we came back, and then within a year of us being back, uh, found out that that cancer had come back, and then unfortunately in 1982 when I was nine, he, he passed away from, from cancer. And uh, you know, it, it, at nine you don't really comprehend that, that that's, that's the end, but uh, but you know, I did what I had to do. But at that point, I kind of decided I want to be a cop because that's what my dad did, you know. So I, I went through the necessary steps. Uh, went through high school, pretty pretty normal upbringing. Uh, as soon as I graduated high school, I went to the United States Air Force. I served four years, knowing good and damn well that I wanted to eventually be a cop. So I got out of the Air Force. Uh, I worked at Publix and some other odds and end jobs until I could get hired by the sheriff's office, which I did. So in 1996, I went to work for the sheriff's office. Uh, you know, had a great time, incredible experiences, and then I ended up being transferred to the uh, narcotics division. So I spent four years working undercover, and uh, it was fantastic. I mean, I did some things that, uh, you know, most people would, would, would freak out about. But one of the things that I did was I had to convince cartel people and drug dealers that I wasn't a cop. I had to convince them that they, they wanted to sell me that pound of methamphetamine. They wanted to sell me that two kilos of cocaine. So we flew out to Matamoros, Mexico and uh, drove into Mexico, bought two, two kilos of cocaine uh, and then left. And then we had to fly back to Tampa. We had to meet with the pilot and, and I had my carry on. And he said, so what you got today? I said, well, I've got two kilos of cocaine. I got about 50,000 cash and I got a nine millimeter. <clears throat> And he's like, you're my favorite passenger ever. So we, uh, we flew back, had a great time. But when a friend of mine approached me in 2009 about going to work in the PEO industry, I was like, I don't know anything about the PEO industry. And, and at the time I was making a transition because I had discovered that being a deputy sheriff, while it was amazing and cool, it really wasn't my dream. I wasn't chasing my dream. I was chasing my father's dream. I was... I was doing what I thought he would want me to do, so it, it ended up leading to a lot of issues. Um, so, so that's kind of how I ended up considering the, the PEO industry. So I, I made the transition, I started working in the PEO industry, and he told me, he's like, you don't need to know how to sell to sell, you just you know, need to be able to talk a good game. And I thought, well, 
if if I can convince cartel that I'm a drug dealer, then I can certainly sell payroll, HR, and workers' comp. So, uh, so that's how I ended up getting into the PEO industry. Um, so anyway, it, it ended up working out well. I spent a few years working for a small PEO in Jacksonville called Matrix. Uh, did some really good things, met some good people, got some good clients. Uh, figured out at that point that I was the most persistent pain in the ass that anybody's ever met. So at that point, I, I ended up signing a client. To, I'm going to make a long story short. I'll wrap it up here. I don't, wanna, I don't wanna bore you to tears, but basically I had a client. They had a lot of needs. The PEO I was working for at the time promised they could meet those needs. And within eight months, they fell short of meeting the mark and it had a, a big impact on me. I decided at that point that I was never going to allow that to happen. Uh, businesses will lie. They'll tell you that they can do something, but they really just want your money. And, and I was extremely pissed off about it, so I decided that I was gonna start my own company and I'd, I'd never make that mistake. So I can tell you right now we've got incredible clients, but they're also very loyal clients. They've been with us for, for many of them over 10 years because we just tell them the truth, whether it's good news or bad news, they just want the truth news. So, so that's what we do for them. Which of course leads us to today. And uh, here we are doing this podcast. So, so a lot of people would want to know, well, why row and grow? Why'd you pick the name row and grow? Well, ha have you ever seen a fat rower? I, I don't think I have. Yeah, yeah. They're typically not fat people. And, and I'm not, you know, disparaging fat people because I always tell my wife that I'm a short, fat, middle-aged white guy. What could possibly go wrong? So, but what I'm specifically talking about is Olympic rowers. You know, they've, they've got this incredible physique. Um, so, but if anyone out there has photo evidence of a fat rower, uh, please send that to me and I'll be glad to eat my words if that happens. I don't think that you'll find it, but, but you might. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm totally willing to take the blame for that. So regardless of whether or not it's a single, it's a double, or it's a quad, it's just a very simple repetitive movement that is the row, okay? And, and that is what ultimately results in the gold. Uh, and Zach can tell a little bit more about this because he actually was a rower in college. So tell me a little bit about actual rowing, Zach. Yeah, so when I was at the University of Florida, I was actually on the rowing team. And uh, it's exactly what you're talking about. It's very you know repetitive. You put in a lot of work. You you. You build uh, your t with your teammates around you as you work towards a common goal, uh, and you just put your head down and keep keep rowing. And that's that is exactly right. And and in business is the same exact thing. You just keep your head down and you keep rowing. You know, everyone everyone wants the results. Everyone wants the win. They want the glory. They want the shredded body. But it's really the row that brings the gold. So on this show, we're going to focus on just that. We're going to focus on the row, and ultimately that will lead you to the grow. So don't miss the next episode. We're going to have a very special guest who's associated with a Fortune 500 company, several Fortune 500 companies, actually. He's actually a public figure. And we're going to talk, John, some of the biggest networking and marketing mistakes that are made in the industries today. We're going to dig into what works and what doesn't work. And again, we're going to talk about whether or not Zoom and COVID have changed the sales game forever. Um, so that's it for this episode. I'm, for Zach Glaros, I'm Bill Hughes. And we'll see you next time. And remember to get busy living or die trying. Hey guys, Zach here with another episode of Row and Grow. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe all of our videos. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Use hashtag PEO Doctor or go to our website, HughesBC.com. We'll see you next time.